You're listening to the Unpacking It Live podcast, presented by MetaShare. Each week, Bryce, Luke, and Henry unpack sports, faith, and life with the goal of challenging, encouraging, and inspiring you to follow Jesus and become more like Him. Now, from Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here's your host, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It Live podcast presented by MetaShare. I'm Bryce Johnson. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with you and the Unpacking It community of sports fans. Thanks to everybody listening and watching on YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. We're streaming live, and thanks to everybody that listens later on the podcast. Happy Halloween to you. We'll talk a little Halloween a little bit later. And, uh, of course, you can chime in with your favorite candy or what are you dressing up as this year. But I've got some takes on Halloween that I've got to share today as well. So we'll uh, we'll get to that. But it's an NFL Monday, of course, and we're coming off yet again. Another tight, interesting, intriguing, exciting Weekend of football, and of course, my Panthers are right there in the mix of the craziness. And so we'll talk about the the ending to that game with Atlanta, the emotional roller coaster that I've been on. Holy cow, it's just been a wild ride. And so we'll get into that. Luke's Cowboys continue to roll. The Eagles keep flying. We've got the Bills taking care of business last night but at the expense of the Packers. And so Packers fans are beginning to give up on the season. It's it's a very intriguing spot that they find themselves in. Uh, but the good news is, I saw this uh, today, uh, Pro Football Talk, the league has had a record number of games decided by six points or less, 55 of them, or eight points or less, 71 of them through the first eight weeks of the season. And so we are seeing these tight games. And so that's what makes it so fun for sports fans. And today, during our Unpack This segment, where we take sports topics related to the Bible, related to our own lives, I want to take a look at the games or the the teams in the standings that aren't surprising. We love talking about surprises. We love talking about Wait, what happened to the Raiders? Or are you, are you kidding me? The, the Falcons and the Seahawks are winning their division. But there are also a lot of teams and a lot of situations that we shouldn't be surprised by. We should not be caught off guard by what we're seeing. And we'll relate that to our own lives and the Bible in just a little bit. Uh, we are brought to you by MediShare. MediShare is an innovative healthcare solution. And MediShare is a biblical, affordable, alternative to health insurance. And so check out metashare.com slash unpacking it and get a quote today. It's open enrollment. And so find out if, if MetaShare is the right fit for you and your family. It has been for my family uh, for, gosh, six years or so. And so I uh, encourage you to check out metashare.com slash unpacking it. We will do, I'm convinced in just a little bit, I've got some thoughts on CMC and the San Francisco 49ers the Titans, and the Seahawks. So we'll do that, but let's say hello to Luke Heaton. Great to have you with us today, and I know that you, like me, uh, 
battling through some uh, some sickness. It's that time of year, but we are here on a Monday, and uh, it sounds like your sickness experience uh, is a little bit different than mine, though. <laughs> yeah, good to be here battling. We're absolutely battling. Zero appetite right now. Sipping on some some noon, some electrolyte tablets, getting the hydration going. Nice. Um, here's I the got thing, a little though. lozenge. I got a little <clears throat> lozenge I'm having for lunch today. Yeah, for lunch. <laughs> really good. Yeah, yeah, big fan of lozenges or lozenge yeah. however you want to ah, say it. It's a fun um, word. But I was thinking, so this weekend, so Friday night, early in the or We don't need the, the breakdown. We don't need your play-by-play of sickness. Just tell us about when you got sick, yeah. then the experience. So I'm going to spare yeah, that. I've already heard the details. I don't <laughs> want to hear them again. I'm going to spare our audience today. Price is just soft. He doesn't, he doesn't want to hear. doesn't want to see blood. doesn't want to <clears throat> hear about it. Got sick late Friday night. Went to bed Friday, woke up sick. All day Saturday was sick. But I was thinking the glass half full mentality that I have sometimes was thinking, you know what? This is the perfect way to get sick. I'm young, (laughs) married with no kids. I got sick on a Saturday in October. I have an amazing wife who takes care of me I don't feel like a burden. She's excited to take care of me. And <laughs> that's what you think. I no, was that's good. That's good. I, I got a good way. I spent Saturday from 9 a.m. to like 10 p.m. watching sports, being taken care of, laying on the couch. Oh, now, you poor I still thing. felt I still felt horrible, but it was the perfect situation to be sick. A Saturday in October, arguably the best time to watch sports. There's so much going on. I have no responsibilities besides getting better. It was amazing. Madeline <laughs> did a fantastic job taking care of me. I made sure to encourage her, not just take advantage of her. We got a retreat. Uh, we went out to get something sweet for her uh, yesterday. But it's it was amazing. And I couldn't help but think, this guy's no sick all weekend, and it's amazing. No way that you was your experience. I, I didn't no. want to take it for granted because I knew that was not your experience. Gosh, you're you're living the dream, huh? Even sickness is is fun. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Thankfully, I did watch a, a lot of football. Uh, so just kind of, I, I I just got to play through it. So I, I've been sick basically for a week, but just play through it and and make the most <laughs> of it. Family responsibilities continue, so we we just keep rolling. And and so yesterday, I'm I'm you know under the weather, watching the Panthers game. Maddie is sitting on my lap and I'm explaining to my three-year-old and I'm explaining to her, all right, here we go. And things were looking bleak. It looked like the game was slipping away for the Panthers. And then PJ Walker steps back to pass, throws it deep down the field. And I start yelling, he got it. He got it. He got it. And so I'm going nuts. Maddie's like, whoa, you're loud. And, and so that, that made me feel better for sure. Here's DJ Moore catches this unbelievable touchdown because a few plays prior dropped a huge catch uh, that was very disappointing, very discouraging. Um, And then all of a sudden, DJ Moore gets the touchdown. Panthers tie the game with the six points. (laughs) And we live in this crazy world with the NFL that we still have extra points. We still have kickers. We, We have this great sport, yet it's ruined. Because of these, <laughs> these these goofballs that run in on the field, they're not a part of the team, but they run out on the field and then they 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 kick the ball allegedly through the uprights. Yet the Panthers have this guy that can't kick it through the uprights. So the Panthers miss the extra point, 
The game goes into overtime. So I'm riding this roller coaster. Okay, we'll go back to DJ Moore in a moment. We'll go back to DJ Moore in a moment. And then we get into overtime, and the Panthers get a big defensive stop, get an interception, set up the Panthers to, to win the game with another easy field goal. And Eddie Pinheiro misses again. And it is <laughs> devastating. So I'm trying to keep my composure with my four, my three-year-old. And 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 I'm 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 thankfully I remain pretty calm. But I, you know, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. It's it's all rated G. Um <laughs> some rated but, G so, cliches. Yeah, which is which is it's, so it is funny as a sports fan. Now your daughter is watching you, and, and I did see her at one moment. She kind of got frustrated. I'm like, all right, she's watching, she's watching. So we gotta be careful. We gotta be careful. But but anyway, it was a roller coaster ride because the Panthers division leading hopes were there. And one of my text, one of my buddies texted me, said, My heart was beating again in excitement. And then it was ripped out of my heart. My my heart was ripped out of my body at the end. And that's what it was. So um, so anyway, that's that's what I I'm still recovering from that today. Now we go back to why Eddie Pinheiro may have missed that extra point, and that's because it was a longer extra point. And that's because DJ Moore decided to take his helmet off in celebration. Now, a lot of debate today. Lot of debate. Do we blame DJ Moore? Do we blame the no. kicker? Where do you come out? And then I'll share my thoughts. I do not blame DJ Moore at all because who would have not done what he who who would have not done exactly what he did? You catch PJ Walker threw the ball 68 yards. DJ Moore not redeems himself from the drop you you just mentioned to essentially win the game because all you have to do is kick an extra point. He game. takes his helmet off in celebration. I, I don't mind it at all. It, to me, it's like, how do you control yourself? I, I understand the need for composure, but in a moment like that, to be genuinely excited, I mean, come on. Can you really blame DJ Moore? I, you've got to be able to make a 48-yarder. you got so to. It's one of those situations where I think everything is true. And everything. it's like everything is right. He should not have taken off his helmet. He absolutely should have taken <laughs> done whatever he wanted to in celebration because in that moment, in that with that exciting of a play and with all the frustration that he's felt over the last couple of years, he's the last man standing. You know, his his other wide receiver gone. His guy in the backfield gone. You know, head coach gone. You know, so DJ Moore is still there and yeah. he makes this big play and he just dropped the pass before, probably beating himself up. Uh, on the previous drive, and then to redeem himself like that, absolutely, it makes sense that he would, you know, just go nuts. And, and in part of that, he takes off his helmet. But it's also absolutely true that you have to hit that extra point. You have to. Your job as a kicker is to make field goals. And guess what? You do have a margin of error. It's whatever is in between those yellow lines, those <laughs> yellow posts. That's the margin of error. So this whole idea of, well, other guys dropped passes and all that kind of thing. Well, no, because their margin of error is a little bit small. You got to catch, you know, you got to move your arms and catch the ball and all yeah. that. And but that's his only job. That's his only if chance. He's allowed kickers. I will say they're allowed to miss kicks, but he already played that card earlier in the game. He already missed his kicks for the game. Yeah. If you've he's, already missed, you've got to make it. You got oh, to. You've got to make it. it. I, if, well, it's in the, if you're in the NFL and it's in the 40s, you've got to make it. Come on. You're in a oh. dome. You're in a dome. So the, the excuses just can't be there. And, and, and yeah, I just go back to I don't like when games end because of a kicker, right or wrong, win or lose. Just 
I like touchdowns. I want games decided by touchdowns. And unfortunately yeah. that wasn't, that wasn't the case uh, for the Panthers. They, they relied on their kicker and it, it let them down. And, you know, Steve Wilkes, interestingly enough, decided to keep him. He's not cutting him. So he's still on the team and, and he'll be back out there. And, um, I want to I want to double down on your uh, you don't like when games end because of kickers. I agree with that so much. A&M Arkansas game about a month ago. Arkansas has a kick to win the game. And I'm thinking before this kick, gosh, I don't want to lose this game, but I don't want this poor kicker to have to miss a chip shot and to lose. <laughs> Just make the kick. I want all kickers to make every kick. And if I lose, fine. So I, I agree with you so much so that I'm willing to be okay if the opposing kicker makes a kick. Because I, it just feels cheap, especially when it's so makeable. It just feels like a cheap loss or a cheap win. It's like, uh, it doesn't feel like a, it just, it just doesn't I, sit right. I, so I know, agree with you. Unless you get to like the highest level, like Justin Tucker and like what he does, I, I'm, I'm so impressed by him with the Ravens. But yeah, other than him and just a couple of the elite guys, they it, it just draw. It's just it's more frustration than anything. So yeah, uh, that's why I left off yesterday and um, a lot of other NFL topics to, to talk about. But just last thing with the Panthers, um, I, I'm not quite ready to turn off the Panthers' light, but it's very bleak. It's very bleak. However, Steve Wilkes has his team playing well. PJ Walker is out there playing really well. I, I still want to see Baker out there with Steve Wilkes. So I'm I'm so curious about that. Does what he play Darnold? better Where now that Darnold Matt Rule's gone? I think we've seen enough of Darnold. I don't know if we saw quite enough of Baker because Matt Rule was still here, and we're already seeing this team play so much better now that Rule's gone. The last three weeks, well, DJ Moore, DJ Moore has had a, had a resurgence. He's act, and, he actually puts up numbers now, even before the hail mary. He still what has a hundred yards receiving? Uh, yeah, almost. Uh, not quite, but yeah, he had but, a very yeah, nice 80, game. Yards, before. yeah. Um, and then the other thing, Deontay Foreman, three touchdowns on the ground, running the ball. So yes. uh, th he's a revelation. He had, I think he had seven carries while Matt Rule was there. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, I, what are we doing here? So, uh, so anyway, so it, this is crazy to think that the Panthers, even at two wins, are still alive in this NFC South, but it's a bad division. Credit to Atlanta. They pulled it out. They're four and four now, and, and they're much better than I anticipated. We'll talk about Tom Brady and the Bucks in a little bit. But let's get to I'm convinced. And speaking of running backs for the Panthers, the Panthers traded away Christian McCaffrey to the San Francisco 49ers. And based on yesterday's performance, yesterday's game, where the 49ers took care of the Rams pretty convincingly, especially toward the end. It was actually pretty tight for a while. Uh, but then the 49ers pulled away. And Christian McCaffrey did something that hasn't been done since 2005. He ran one, he threw one, he caught one, a touchdown. And it's so, so yep. impressive. And so here's what I'm convinced of today. I am convinced the San Francisco 49ers will represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Ooh. They are four and four. It could go either way, right? But CMC gets them over the hump. And I know they got Jimmy G, but this is a dynamic offense. They, they, they did all that yesterday without Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk looked looked awesome. George Kittle getting involved. Uh, this is a a very well built team. We know what they've done the last couple of years, and and you know, last year they were in the NFC Championship, so they're not far away. 
but you add a guy like CMC that can do all that he can do. And finally, you know, you put him with a coach that is as creative and innovative as Kyle Shanahan and, and the rest of that staff. I feel like they've only scratched the surface. CMC's only been there, what, a week and a half? And that's what yeah. he's doing? The, 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 the trifecta? So I'm in. I'm in on San Francisco, of course, before the year. I, I thought the Packers were going to represent the NFC. How silly of me. How silly. <laughs> How silly of me to think that Aaron Rodgers is so good that he could make any wide receivers succeed. Well, that's not true. So he can't quite do it. He needs more. Ugh. He needs more than Romeo. Thou art my Romeo Dobbs. Uh, <laughs> and so it's a bummer. It's a bummer for Green Bay, especially after last night. So them stinking opens up the door and I'm going with San Francisco. So still going with my Vikings. I've had a great start to the season. My Vikings and Bills pick is looking promising, uh, especially because Green Bay obviously is not competing for the NFC North. So the Vikings are going to be divisional winners. Here's what I'll say about the Niners. I'm convinced to, to almost come on what you're saying. They're doing everything they can to prove that you can win a Super Bowl with a B-level quarterback. Mm. I mean, because there's the race for teams to, we got to get a stud. You got to have a, a star, superstar quarterback to win a Super Bowl. And the Niners continue to, you know what? We're going to have a game manager. Jimmy G, he's not bad. Not a bad quarterback. Well, they got stuck with him because they wanted Trey Lance, but go on. Fair. He's not bad. He's not a bad quarterback at all. Good, solid quarterback. He's not great. His his ceiling is not crazy high. However, their defense, unbelievable. Still performing with injuries. Their offense, unbelievably talented at the running back position, at the receiver position, at the tight end position. Great coaching. Everything is there. I don't know if we've seen a team in recent history, in my football fandom, to where so much talent has been put around a average to slightly above average quarterback and say, you know what? This is how you get the job done. Especially it, diverse it's, talent. It's likely to work. It's likely to work. It's impressive. A Super Bowl appearance, NFC Championship, and now this year, I mean, the route to the Super Bowl in the NFC is wide open. It's yes. impressive. So now you could push back with your Cowboys. Another nice win. Impressive win for them yesterday. The Eagles, uh, of course, win against. So, so both of those teams should be in the mix. They're, they're playoff teams, Super Bowl caliber teams. Uh, I still feel like, you know, the, a the Super Bowl goes through the AFC. Oh, it is the Bills or the Chiefs to lose. Those are the, the two best teams in my eyes. At, you know, as of now and, and, and even projecting toward the end of the season as, as things progress. Uh, but yeah. I, but right under there, as far as you think about the NFC, it's multiple teams are now making a case. And, and the Vikings are a quiet team. People aren't talking about Very the Vikings quiet. too much. Uh, but they're six and one and, and they've won five in a row. So, uh, so they're, they're right there in the mix and, and talk about a, yeah, maybe a B plus quarterback in Kirk Cousins. Uh, getting exactly, it done yeah, and surrounded with well talent with Cook and with uh, talent. Well, that's the difference. It. it goes through the AFC because they have great talent and a super and superstar quarterbacks. Whereas the NFC, these teams have great talent and good quarterbacks. Dak, good. Jalen Hurts, good. Jimmy G, average to good. But <laughs> Bills and Chiefs, superstars. 
And yeah, you, if, if you're listening to this, I'm not willing to say Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback. Saw a stat. He has yet to throw a pass trailing in halftime this season. He has not had his back pushed up against the wall. Passing touchdown. What do you mean a pass? Uh, throw a pass. He hasn't thrown a pass in the second half? Trailing. Oh, trailing. Oh, while trailing. While, while trailing. trailing. Okay. He's not thrown a pass in the second half while trailing this season. Interesting. He's got to do it with his arm. I'll believe it got, when I see be, it. Got to be tested in a tight one, yeah. So your Cowboys need to make it interesting for him. They got to get you know, push him to the wire a little bit. So that's what they we got to see. Finally, the Giants lost, and now the Cowboys are, are slowly rising. They're, well, that, so that brings up my next I'm convinced. I, I'm convinced Pete Carroll, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add Mike Vrabel, are two unbelievable coaches. Because at least from my vantage point, I, I'm shocked that Seattle and Tennessee, they're playing as well as they are. And even yesterday, Tennessee, with Malik Willis, who's not quite ready. He, he's just not, not there ready. yet. He's not ready. Yet, they came up with a game plan. And the game plan is, hey, we got this guy in the backfield who's really, really good. You can't really guard him. You can't, ta- I mean, you can't tackle him. There's no way to tackle him. So let's just give him 32 carries and just <laughs> run all over the field. And, and so, uh, so good for the Titans to win again. But here, here the Titans are 5-2. Five 5-2. And, and, and this is a team that I thought... Based on the result in the playoffs, Ryan Tannehill, you, oh, you can't wrote really him trust. Off. Let's I wrote be clear. Him off. You wrote him off. No question. And they have overachieved in my eyes. And I have to point to, to Vrabel. Now, it helps with Derrick Henry, but I have to give Vrabel a ton of love. And then in Seattle, to think that Geno Smith fills in for Russell Wilson and, and they've gotten to this level of consistency and, and are playing this well, and to beat the Giants yesterday, as hot as the Giants have been, that was a big-time win. And I have to point to Pete Carroll. I really do. We'll give Geno some love, no question. But Pete Carroll, to me, even getting this team to believe that they're in the mix this year, I, I, yep. I just can't, I, I, I just, I'm just shocked by it. I really am. I thought they were going to be fighting even with the Falcons for that number one pick this year. And so, that's not the case. I think, <clears throat> I think this is just the way <clears throat> of things – equaling out for you last week we gave you your flowers you were right about the bucks you were right about the bucks it's a disaster it's a disaster and this week let me remind you on the fantasy football fellowship podcast you you went so far to say that pete carroll might show up the training camp and retire i don't want to coach this team and now i did say that coach of the year candidate yeah yeah which which may be is more evidence that he could have walked away. He may, he's just, maybe just a great coach, but it looked so grim. And goodness gracious, they're five and three. It's unbelievable. <sighs> yeah, I, remarkable. Um, all right, so yeah, there's so many other games to talk about, so many other scenarios. Um, you know, Miami, they win again. Tua, when he's out there, he's playing well. Another guy I've been wrong about. He's been playing great. Uh, I wanted to see Jacksonville get the win. They let that slip away yet again. Uh, and so Denver does get the win. I'm still not ready to give Denver a, a ton of love or believe Ooh, that they're no back. No. Uh, not ready Not ready to, to do that. Um, Arizona is in trouble. Another team that I, I, I didn't expect to, to be that good this year. Um, and then how about the Saints? I mean, blowing out Las Vegas, shutting them out. 24-0. <laughs> I mean, who saw that coming? What in the yeah. world? So something's oh. really wrong with Las Vegas. And so we may have to get into that today. And then I think the Jets run, that was fun. That was cute to start the year, but I, I think that's kind of over. They're that classic team that gets off to the hot, the hot start and 
not, they don't have enough. Zach Wilson's not the guy. And that brings up the next point. Something that we'll also try to get to today. Oh, so much to get to. Um, the second-year quarterbacks, eesh, where do we stand with them? Who, who are we confident in? I mean, Justin Fields, in some ways, is, is looking better, and, and maybe he was kind of lower on the list. He's maybe risen a little bit, but they lost yesterday. Uh, you probably saw him up, you know, a little bit more up close and personal yesterday. But then Trevor Lawrence started off the season well. Uh, he's he's faded. Mac Jones, they get the win yesterday, but I think yeah. that Patriots offense was a little bit more exciting with Brian Zappi. So does Mac Jones keep that job? Trey Lance is watching Jimmy G take this team to the Super Bowl. Uh, so I don't know what we we make of that. Um, and then Zach Wilson, I you know the the plays that he makes. I saw the word immature earlier today. I think somebody on ESPN was talking about it. And that seems to be the case. Like, like you can't just throw the ball away. You basically give the, the, the ball away. And, and immature quarterbacks do that. Where you know, Even you don't, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Even Trevor Lawrence with the fumbles, throwing a pick on, on the goal line. Inexcusable type plays yeah. for, for, the, for the NFL. I think it's still too early because, see, how do you, how do you balance this, Bryce? I, I'm very much team environment and situation drives quarterback success way more than many people think i'm in that camp and jacksonville it's still it's still not a great situation there's hope new coach you've got young talent etn's now the guy in the backfield christian kirk's there you got some weapons on defense it's building but it's it's still tough new york uh their their record is is more favorable because they've played some bad teams and I don't know. So I'm still, I still want to err on the side of situations still aren't great, but we're coming close to, like you said, inexcusable mistakes. So I don't know where you stand, but situations I think are still grim for some of these guys. Uh, I would say Chicago's the toughest with the weapons that, that Fields has, but Still, you got you got two good running backs, a decent tight end. So there's still enough there. I don't know. I, I, with Lawrence not having a true number one receiver, Christian Kirk isn't a true number one. Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, these guys are all complementary <laughs> yeah. players. So if we're saying Aaron Rodgers, you know, doesn't have enough around him, we definitely fair. have to say that in regards to Jacksonville. And I don't care they spent all that money on those guys. That's their mistake. These guys aren't. <laughs> yeah. These guys aren't true true number ones. Uh, and that's that's pretty evident. So I think that that's part of the issue there. But um, the the one other team we'll mention that we'll do unpack this. Uh, the other team that I've been on this emotional roller coaster with, <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> I, I mean, yesterday oh, was so sad. I, I mean, I told you I, I was sick yesterday. I just wasn't feeling great. And then my Panthers let me down. And then the Colts just give the game away. I mean, just give it away. Come on, Taylor Heineke. Come on down. You can be a hero today. On ex-Panther, Gilmore. Yeah. Yeah, both oh. ex-Panthers. Heineke was here in Carolina, too. Oh, wow. So, I didn't even know yeah. that. And Ron Rivera, former coach. GM, <laughs> Marty Herney. So, yeah, it was just a... Panthers a, just destroying you from all angles. Oh. And, you know, really with the Colts, it's like Jonathan Taylor is the key to their success. He's still getting good yards per carry. But it's not translating to wins and long drives and getting the offense really clicking. And so the Colts have yet to figure things out. Uh, the defense has let them down in kind of key moments. Um, 
but they make the change of quarterback. It changed a little bit. Ellinger was okay. Uh, you know, yeah, not bad. It was it was a fine debut for I mean, him. How much were you? How much were you really expecting from him? Well, this I mean, is Washington. He did. He didn't Washington. lose you the game. No. Washington's four and four. How about that? Can you believe Washington is four and three four. in a row? Yeah, unbelievable. It's it's crazy. So we will we will leave you with the unbelievable comments because we are going to go to unpack this, and I actually want to talk about the teams that aren't surprising. We've seen some surprises, some surprises that are disappointments, surprises teams that are better than we thought. Atlanta, Seattle, um, but there is plenty across the league that we absolutely should have seen coming and we shouldn't be surprised by. And, and so we shouldn't be surprised that the Minnesota Vikings are 6-1. and one. They're on a five-game winning streak. When you consider they've got a new offensive-minded coach with a steady QB and elite offensive weapons. All right? We shouldn't be surprised that A.J. Brown has taken the Philadelphia Eagles to another level at 7-0 and oh, considering... He's a physical imposing wide receiver. He's so hard to guard. And he's given Jalen Hurts a true number one target. And their chemistry has been strong. Yesterday, three touchdowns. And so he's fitting in very nicely. And I don't think we should be surprised by that. The guy's a beast. Uh, on the flip side, we shouldn't be surprised that the Packers passing attack has been atrocious considering they traded away one of the best wide receivers in the league who they built their whole offense around in Devontae Adams. So, of course... They're, they're going to struggle when they fail to provide Rodgers with a proven replacement, and they've got a bunch of number two or three type wide receivers acting as the de facto one, and they've now lost four straight. We also shouldn't be surprised that the Titans keep winning because they are extremely well coached, and they have a running back like Derrick Henry. Yesterday, 219 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, I also don't think anybody is surprised that the Buffalo Bills continue to win because they've got Josh Allen as their quarterback. They've got a stout defense that always makes, you know, big plays. They're playing with confidence. They're well coached. Uh, they've got it all. They've got all the ingredients. And so nobody is surprised by that. Well, in sports, surprises are fun. But oftentimes, the outcomes make clear sense. And they shouldn't catch anybody off guard. Based on what teams did to structure their roster and prepare for the season. A lot of this is very predictable. The good, the bad, if we really looked at it, it's like, yeah, this, this makes sense for a lot of these, these teams and, and, and most of the ones that I, that I mentioned there. And so here at Unpacking It, we take sports topics and principles related to the Bible, related to our own lives, and, and this principle is true for us as well. Because, you know, on one end, we absolutely praise God for exciting surprises that take place in our lives. And then we trust him during the difficult seasons that we didn't see coming. However, there are certain outcomes or consequences that we shouldn't be surprised by or caught off guard when we consider how we structure our lives and how we prepare ourselves to experience blessings and avoid dangers. And so Proverbs tells us a prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. And so we shouldn't be surprised when life is filled with constant strife, considering we refuse to make the necessary adjustments God is calling us to make. And we shouldn't be surprised we are filled with worry and fear when we aren't committed to praying 
and placing our trust in him. And we shouldn't be surprised when we feel empty and dissatisfied considering we've been chasing after selfish ambitions or worldly pleasures. We shouldn't be surprised if we're angry all the time when we refuse to forgive someone and are hanging on to bitterness. We shouldn't be surprised when our marriage isn't in sync if we don't communicate, pray together, or be intentional with one another. Now, on the positive side, we shouldn't be surprised when we find wonderful friendships and community considering we make the effort, we put ourselves out there, and we invest in relationships. We shouldn't be surprised when we meet genuinely joyful people when we consider that their main focus is serving others. Of course, they're joyful. And we shouldn't be surprised when our kids follow Jesus if we are providing them with an example. And, and, and we also shouldn't be surprised when we have peace and clarity considering we study scripture and memorize God's word. So when we do those things, we will have peace and clarity. And so I could go on and on of all these different examples, but, but as we see, this is what reaping and sowing in, in life is all about. And, and I love the, the message paraphrase about this concept of reaping and sowing from Galatians 6, 7, and 8. And we'll, we'll end with this. Don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. All he'll have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life, eternal life. And so today, let's seek God, follow him, and as we love others and invest in what matters, then we don't have to be surprised by the fruitful life that we have with Christ. It won't catch us off guard because we reap what we sow, and if we sow uh, wonderful things of the Lord, we'll, we'll reap tremendous blessing and harvest and fruit. And, and so that's, that's the, the life that we're ultimately after. And so we, we won't be surprised by it. Um, so that's what we can unpack today. Um, I'm losing my voice a little bit, so we'll uh, we'll bring we'll bring in the the Luke in the bullpen here. Um, <laughs> but uh, this whole concept of of reaping and sowing, you know, we we hear that, we know it. Um, but but what what jumps out to you today? Well, first, I love the rare Bryce baseball analogy. So uh, just the season for the oh, World oh. Series, <laughs> bring it Luke in the bullpen. That's um, fair. Now, this is, I mean, the way I was thinking about it is two things. One, what hits home for me in, the, in regards to not being surprised when God does something is not being surprised when God works in our hearts or the hearts of someone else when it feels like it's impossible. So, for example, there's people that Madeline and I are praying for to be saved, that God would um, bring them to faith and repentance, and we should expectantly be praying that, not, right. oh my gosh, can you believe that that person turned to Christ? No, we should not be surprised because God does that. He's in the business of saving sinners. He does that all the time. I mean, he saved me. He saved you. And also in regards to not being surprised, I think of, it reminded me of the clarity of Scripture. When we read God's Word, Scripture is clear on things to believe and things not to believe. So you're talking about when we look at these football teams and 
we, in hindsight, we go back and think, oh, of course this team's doing well because this is what happened. Or of course this team's not doing well because this is what happened. Well, God's word lays things out very simply. I think I've been reading through Hebrews lately, and Hebrews 12 talks about running the race marked out for us with perseverance. That's a command. And then around it are the ways to run the race. Consider those who have, consider the great cloud of witnesses before you, fix your eyes on Jesus, and throw off the sins and the weights that hinder us. So Scripture tells us run the race and then do these things. So if we're running the race with endurance, we shouldn't be surprised because we've learned from Scripture how to run the race. So it's a it's a good reminder. There's God doesn't just do things. I mean, He does things. We're like, oh, that's amazing. But also, Scripture is clear. And in hindsight, when we look at behaviors or things in our own lives, we can look and oh yeah, that makes sense the way that's happening. You know, God's word's clear. Oh, that makes yeah. sense that that's happening. God's word's very clear. The, the cause and effect and the and the consequences for certain actions. And, and, and when we, we invest in the right things, we're, we're going to experience fruit. And, and so we don't need to be surprised by that. But sometimes I think people find themselves in really tough spots in life. And you're like, man, I don't know how I ended up here. But then you kind of go back on some of the decisions and, and the path that, that, that you found yourself on. And it's like, well, yeah, it's no surprise. This is where you're at. Now, thankfully, God meets us in that place and he offers us grace and he, he offers us a, you know, a, a mulligan in many ways and in, in, in certain situations. And, um, and so there's still hope, but you also can look back at those, at those steps, uh, the yeah. steps of disobedience. And, you know, it's always, and I want to talk about this too, and maybe this will transition into it. You know, when you look at marriages that end, it, it's, it doesn't happen all of a sudden. It's not, it, in many ways, it's not usually surprising because it's like, well, yeah, you stopped spending time with your wife or you, your, your eyes were off looking at all these other women or whatever else online. So yeah, it's not surprising. Not surprising. You worked all the time. You invest. You spent all your time working. You were more concerned about your career than you were your family. So so those you know those types of things. It's like yeah, that that you're not, we're surprised by this. Again, there's grace for it. But but I, I did want to talk about this. I, I this worked out well here. The timing of it. But um, this whole Tom Brady situation, I, I find very fascinating. And I, I, first off the fact that we know about it is interesting. Like we don't know about many other people in the NFL, for instance, mm -hmm. if they're married, if they're not married, how their marriages are going. We don't really hear much about very it. True. Right? Very true. Right. True. Yeah. But Tom Brady, of course, is in another level and has been very public and, and his marriage has, has been public. And so the idea that I got a fantasy update or a notification that, <laughs> that said he was getting divorced was fascinating to me. I was like, wow. wow. Okay. But I think the first thing we have to, it's sad. Like, this is a sad thing. And at the same time, it just reminds me that, hey, Tom Brady really is another guy. He's just another, he, he's, he's human. And sometimes we forget this and it's like, come on. You know, we know these guys are human, but we still put them in these weird pedestals. And, and Tom yeah. Brady, which we've done, the GOAT, and we've all this kind of stuff. But the same principles are true. If you don't prioritize your wife and your career becomes all it's your whole life and you're just chasing the next Super Bowl, you're chasing the next record and you don't take into, I don't know all his conversations, but from what we've gathered, he doesn't take into consideration her desire for him to stop playing, to protect himself from future injury. He disregarded all that and he kept going his own way. And so it's not surprising that it didn't work out. 
And, and then also going back to the summer, which I kept hammering, hey, things aren't looking good in Tampa Bay. Things are not looking good. And I think a lot of people just thought, oh, well, Tom Brady, he's Tom Brady. He, who cares what's going on at home? He'll, he'll compartmentalize that, and he'll just go play football. No, he's not. He, he's he's going to deal with this. And, and he's human too. Like he can't just, you can't just continue to disregard this. The pain of divorce is, is very serious. It's very sad. It's very heart-wrenching. I've seen it firsthand from, from friends that I've, I've walked the journey with. And it's so hard to focus. You can't think about anything else. And mm-hmm. you can try to compartmentalize a little bit, but you're not at your A game. You're not your best. There's no way, no way. So now Brady's still going out there and he's, you know, he's playing okay or whatever, but at 45, He's got to be at his very best if the Bucs are going to win. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Um, and then not to mention the distraction that it's been and all this kind of stuff. And so, yeah, they're losing games. It's not working out. And, and so the whole situation is, uh, is sad. And then, sorry, Luke, I got one more thing. No, keep I'm it coming. My, keep I'm it on coming. my soapbox here. But, um, <laughs> but the other thing it points to is we, we think, and like, I just think back to maybe middle school Bryce, right? And I'm thinking – the idea of winning seven Super Bowls and marrying a supermodel, what's better than that? Like, that's got to be – like, that's got to you've, – you've arrived. Like, forget that the, you never watched the, the show Guts, the, uh, the no. mountain. I can't even think of what it's called. You like, climb to the top of the mountain, the, the Globo Guts. A few of the 90s kids will remember that. But, um, but the idea of, you know, Tom Brady reached the mountaintop. Supermodel, seven Super Bowls. The GOAT. Yep. Like, it, it doesn't get any better. Yet, here he is. His marriage didn't work, and at the end, it, I don't I don't know how he's doing. You know, I don't fully know this, but my guess is he's very empty, and he's continuing to. You know, he came back this year because he continued to chase. He hasn't found what satisfies. Super Bowls don't satisfy, even if, even you know the appearance of a Super Bowl a supermodel wife or whatever. If it's not a a, a genuine deep marriage, and especially a, a marriage centered on Christ then it's, it, it's, it, it's hard to last. It's, 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 it, a lot of times it just doesn't last. And, and so it becomes a superficial thing. And so now where does that leave Tom Brady? His poor kids. And so it's all, yeah, it's just sad. And it just speaks to a lot of the truth. And it speaks to a lot of the truth of God's word too that we talk about and we read about. And, and now it plays out in, in our own lives, the consequences that we all face for our poor decisions. And then we see it, you know, illuminated in the spotlight with, with other, you know, athletes and celebrities or whatever. Um, and I think we should take notice. I think we should take notice as fans too. And not just joke about it or dismiss it or whatever, but really, you know, think, unpack it. That's what we do. We unpack it a little bit. So those are, I, I've been thinking about it. And even this morning, and I, I, because I wanted to talk about it today, and I, I was in the shower, and I prayed for Tom Brady. Because I, because I, I want him to know Jesus. I want him to know Jesus. And, and that's the only thing that's going to, he's the only one that can satisfy. Mm-hmm. And, and it's evident that playing for 50 years or however long he wants to play, is not going to do it. One more touchdown is not going to do it. Um, so anyway, that's, that's, that's what I got today. Very fascinating. I don't have, I don't have much to add on to that. Uh, we could talk about this for, this could be a whole episode, but I do think it's fascinating that pro athletes often get a pass to not have to think about their families, at least the way we think about them. Like many people, it's like, oh yeah, he's come back for another season. Cool, yeah, his, he'll, or even when people retire, it's time to retire, it's time to go be a dad, time to go be a full-time dad. What have you been doing? 
What do you mean? Now it's time to be your kid's 14. What do you mean? Now it's time to be a full-time dad. I understand there's many other jobs as well, where it's you're away from home a lot and it's difficult, but the way we just give pro athletes a pass to where, Oh yeah, folks on your career, then go be a dad. It's like, no, no, that's, that's so far off from what we ought to be doing. Tom Brady. Yes. He's Tom Brady, but his marriage and him being a father is way more important than football. But as a fan, it's like, well, yeah, of course, let him play football and then let him go be a dad. We give these athletes a pass, but it really makes no sense because we we offer that pass to no one else. <laughs> and maybe it's because they're these somewhat semi-human people. They're these athletes. Are they really human or not? We treat them like they're not fully human. They're these just icons. But I don't know. The idea they get a pass is just interesting. And just the terminology on time to go be a dad is... It's just so cringe. It's like, ah, we've got to abandon that phrase. So, I yeah, don't know. it's, well, it's and, interesting. And, and the, along those lines, too, it's hard to tell guys to retire. Like, hey, you've played long enough time to retire. Like, if a guy still enjoys playing, still wants to play, it's like, all right, yeah, we understand that. But I think football does have a shelf life, and most sports have a shelf life. And because of the the pressure and the physicality and all that goes into it and the time away from family, you can't do it forever. You've got to know, hey, time to pull back. And if you've made enough money and you've accomplished enough, why are you still playing? And to think that whatever he was trying to do with Tampa Bay this year, I don't do people really think they were a Super Bowl contender? Uh, maybe, maybe win the division, but it's like, man, is that really worth it to go out there? Dude, just go home. And and then it, and then the waffle, you know, the waffle with the the retirement that that's never a good that's not a good route to go either. It doesn't seem. Um, yeah. And that's again, that's another advantage for us as as believers that when we truly pray about something and we seek God for guidance and He gives us a clear, confident peace to say this is the this is the decision to make, we can move forward in confidence. We don't have to waver and go back and forth. We just trust Him. Say no, God, God made it clear. I prayed about it. I got wise counsel and this is what I'm doing. Um, but without yeah. that, of course people make decisions and then they go back on their decisions and they get confused and all that kind of thing. But if we're also really because seeking when, the Lord, yeah, and we're fearing the Lord. We don't care about the opinions of others. True. And when we make a decision, if people disagree with it, but it's, it's aligns with God work, God's word, godly counsel around us, the Holy spirit convicting us, we fear God more than the opinions of man. So yeah, I, I don't know what I don't know what Tom Brady was considering when he came back from retirement, um, but no doubt part of that was fearing what man thought, and that's a huge driver of decision making. But as followers of Jesus, we ought to fear what God thinks as the only driver of our decisions of our uh, of what we do. Um, th this is fascinating. It's a fascinating discussion. It goes back to what you initially said. You got a fantasy football update. Because like even a guy like Christian McCaffrey, maybe you know him being a Carolina fan. I have no idea if he's married or not. I haven't even, I haven't even considered that. But Tom Brady, it's like in <laughs> fantasy football updates. It's gonna, it's just wild. Yeah, and it was on you know Us Weekly and everything else. So um, that yeah, his his life transcends football in in a lot of ways. But also at the same time, his pain is no different than. You know, people listening and people I know that have been through divorce and the, and the heartache and and for the kids and everyone involved, it's it's a really sad situation. So it's not just oh another celebrity. You know, it's no these people these are real people going through real pain 
And yes, they, they made real vows. You, you think, but, but that's a great point. Again, to the, to the notion that we just, Oh yeah, he's a football player. Oh, he's playing football. He's fine. No, he has a real wife, had a real wife, has real kids. And yeah, took real vows. He loves them. He's not just, oh, well, he's playing football. He's fine. This is real stuff going on. Yeah. But it's it's hard to actually get to that place. Or if it happens to our neighbor, we see them. We see they're, they're being a normal person. But with football players, basketball players, it's like, oh, well, it's just a marriage. Oh, no, they'll be fine. They're still playing. No, oh, there's... <sighs> This is real stuff. Or, or even to say, oh, he'll be fine. He's got $300 million coming to him from Fox. Who cares? $300 yeah, million? I mean, that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't solve the problem. Are no. you kidding me? That doesn't make, that doesn't make things any better. I mean, I, I will just say $300 million changes nothing for him. Like, no. He's got plenty of money. $300 million so, yeah, more money changes let, nothing for him. So, it's still, yeah, it's real pain. It's real disappointment. And it's, effect, and it, again, it's affecting his play on the field. And we shouldn't be surprised by that. So that's the theme today. We shouldn't be surprised. Uh, so I got used all that. So I thank, I thank him for that. I, I wasn't planning to incorporate the Brady conversation with Unpack This, but it worked out. Um, or maybe I was. Maybe it all worked out. So there we go. <laughs> um, all right. So a couple other you know topics of the day. Uh, some different people are jumping in here uh, live. Uh, you know, of course, the, the, the crazy way the Panthers lost yesterday. Do you blame DJ Moore? for taking his helmet off, costing his team? Do you blame the kicker? Or is all of that true? Do you just blame everybody? It was just an unfortunate situation, and, and it's, part, it's part of football. Uh, how good is you know, Buffalo, Philadelphia, and will, are you willing, like me, to include San Francisco in that conversation? Does Minnesota belong in that conversation? Do the Tennessee Titans, how good are they? How good can they be? If Derrick Henry continues to be healthy, how how far can a running back carry a team? Um, what was interesting yesterday was CMC, the you know the pass, the throw, the catch. It brought up the name Ladanian Tomlinson, and he was the last guy to do it in 2005. LT was one of my favorite running backs, and I think he's one of the best ever, at least in my era. I think I did this last year. I talked about my top five running backs that I witnessed, and LT is right there at the top of that. Um, and then also Detroit, they put up a statue for Barry Sanders. I'm not Mr. Statue Guy. I think it's idols, but whatever. Um, sports teams are going to do it. So yeah. I got these little figurines. So I guess, you know, what do you got? But but Barry they're Sanders now has a... They're figurines. They're figurines, not statues. But Barry <laughs> Sanders now uh, has a statue. And he's one of the best running backs I ever saw. But Barry Sanders couldn't carry the Lions far enough. Um, and now the Titans have been in the mix, winning divisions. But, but Derrick Henry... Uh, probably needs to be talked about more. Mike Vrabel needs to be talked about more, what they're doing. Um, so so very impressive uh, I agree. for them. Derrick Henry needs to be talked about more. Tony Pollard started for the Cowboys yesterday, and we're thinking, okay, Tony Pollard, Cowboys are going to really give him the rock. The conversation's been, should is Tony Pollard better than Zeke? Pollard, great game, 14 carries. They're not going to give him more than that. That's the most carries he's ever gotten in a game. But... He can't take much more than that. Derrick Henry, you know what? Backup quarterback. He's a rookie. He's not ready. Hey, Derrick, how about 32 carries? Also, you've been getting almost 30 carries the last two weeks, but let's just give you 32 more carries, and we're just going to feed you the ball. And he just does it over and over again. Derrick Henry, 30 carries. Easy for him. I just don't want us to take for granted 
how much of a beast he is. Because Tony Pollard, 14, is kind of scratching the ceiling of how much, how many carries he's going to get or he's going to get hurt. And Derek just goes and gets 32. And it's no, we're not even discussing it. Oh, of course they fed him 32. That's so, that's also so many of, hits he's know. taking. And the opposing defense knows he's getting the ball. He's getting the ball. Malik Willis threw the ball 10 times, 55 yards. They're stacking the box. He's taking hits. Yeah, and he still that's dominates. the other thing. There was no threat to throw. No threat. And yet no they, threat they still at ran all. all over. Yeah. Gosh. It's that was, so impressive. I was against Houston. I was trying to think who they played. Yeah, Houston. Poor Houston. Tough season for them. Oof. Yikes. That's uh, that's difficult. Um, all right. So tonight, we've got Monday Night Football. We've got Game 3 of the World Series. And it's Halloween. So where do we where do we come out on tonight? People listening live right now, what what's your game plan? Are you excited about Browns Bengals? It's funny they they made that a Halloween matchup. Seems seems by design uh, with the colors. But uh, and then do are, do you go trick or treating on the official Monday Halloween or like my family? We we wish we would have gone Saturday. Because it's the weekend, it's like, man, our neighborhood should have done it. But anyway, we're we're planning for tonight, except except it's going to rain. So, do you continue to trick or treat in the rain? That's a that's a big you know debacle for tonight. Um, and then, if you're an adult and you take your kids trick or treating, do you also dress up? And do you do theme for the whole family, everybody on their own? H- how do you divvy it up? Uh, we went through a lot of debate in the uh, in the Johnson household on what we were going <laughs> to land on, and I'm curious here, to hear your thoughts here. I, I, many of these questions don't apply to me, as uh, Madeline and I do not have kids, so I'm I, I may have, have to I'm gonna have to defer to your wisdom here for something yeah, in the future to pursue. These may be some conversations to to have, but uh, so little Maddie, big fan of Curious George, so she's going to be a monkey tonight, Curious George, and. <laughs> course as a big app fan i'm gonna wear a yellow hat and i'll be the man with the yellow hat from curious george so is that a cop out is that is that a weak effort are we all right with that i may even throw on a yellow tie and a yellow shirt just uh but i i don't think i have any yellow pants and i i wasn't willing to spend the money to get the full-on costume do you have yellow pants so far the outfit is very resourceful you have you have a lot of yellow in stock true i i don't i don't have yellow pants i have yellow shorts but uh I don't think I don't think those will work in the rain. It's kind of cold, so uh, not so much on that. But but the, the other question is then how much are how much money are you willing to spend on a Halloween costume? That, mm. That's that's the other thing. So we we went you know as cheap as we could. We're reusing. So Maddie was a duck two years ago. So this year Michaela, my one year old, she is a duck. So she's Did wearing Maddie the duck want costume. to be a duck. That was her choosing. As a one year old, there's no choice as a one year old. So how did you choose duck for her? Just found a cute little duck costume. <laughs> I think we used to always go, you know, it just sounds oh. the, the duck in the bathtub duck. That was, I'm gonna have was to a cut that of as the, a clip. The little rubber ducky. So um, the bathtub duck, the rubber well, duck. You, you asked a question. Did you family theme? Are you bringing back the pizza theme again? It, or was there talks about it? Because you're not doing it this year. But you and Jody were both slices of pizza. Well, multiple no, we, years, right? Uh, years ago, actually, I think we, before kids. We got a, I was a pizza slice and she was a strawberry, like these costumes that you just slide right on. Mm. But I did back to back years as a pizza slice in our neighborhood. 
And now, you know, I've been around a couple of years. People probably start to notice, oh, he's the pizza guy. I don't think I want that moniker. You know, I'm starting to get to know some people in the neighborhood. I got to kind of let go of that. So now I'm going to be the man in the yellow hat. So we'll, we'll milk that. We'll milk that at least for this year. So then I may even wear that app hat around moving forward. They go, oh, you're the man with the yellow hat. I remember meeting you on Halloween. So we're okay, good to go. So let's just be frank here. If you only go yellow, if you only... <laughs> You only go yellow hat. Are people going to think, oh, that's the guy who doesn't dress up? Ooh. Or are they going to think, oh, yeah, curious George, man in the yellow hat? Because you're flirting with both of them, unless you go yellow shirt and, and tie. Okay. Yeah, that's a, I, I know at this point, I'm almost going like halfway. It's almost just don't bother, don't be anything, yeah. or, or go all in. So I think that's a fair criticism. And, I, you know, there's, we've got a couple hours left to make the decision. But uh, I, I hate to not do something. So I always here, and here's my here's my thing about Halloween. I enjoyed Halloween, you know, uh, during the late ten year old to teenage years or whatever. It was always fun. Um, but what I don't like about Halloween is how, especially Christians, how we think it's okay to invite evil, like evil, and celebrate evil things, and, and just weird stuff with death, and uh, it, it gets it gets too a little too weird for me. So yeah. I like the fun of Halloween and hey, who doesn't like candy? And, and I think it's fun to dress up and be goofy and be creative and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But when we're, I, w- I went to like a, we, we had a, at her pre, my daddy's preschool the other day, a guy was wearing a, a Jason mask, like a freaky deaky, <laughs> like guy just walking around. We're all like playing in the jumpy thing, you know, the, the bounce houses. And then we got like a weird Jason guy walking around. It's like, dude, know the crowd. I've been keeping an eye on you because I don't know what under that mask. See, was he a father of one of the kids? I, questionable, <laughs> weird. So, I, so that's the stuff that I just like. Come on, come on. Let, 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 let's 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 remain reasonable. Um, so, some of these houses too. I mean, I know a lot of our listeners. You probably put some Halloween decorations. And it's fine, but some people with all the grave sites and like <laughs> people hanging from the, uh, you know, we. I mean, I, I have to have Maddie look the other way. Like, don't look over here. We've got a, a, a doll hanging from a tree. I mean, it's freaky, deaky, weird stuff. Come on. What are we doing? Uh, to me, oh. This is a neighborhood. This is a friendly neighborhood. <laughs> this, isn't, this doesn't give you a chance to just be nuts. It's just, it's just comical because, and no doubt there are some listeners who probably have these things. So just laugh with us. I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you. But you know, the pumpkin is fine. I love a good pumpkin. Come pumpkin, on, don't get me wrong. Fine. But if you are 55 years old and you're hanging a doll from a tree, uh, it's very look concerning. In the mirror. Look Please. in the mirror. Please. If you are joyfully laying out tombstones throughout uh, the month of October and you just celebrated your 43rd birthday, uh, gosh, guys. Come on. Come on. We just honest talk here. It's just honest it's, here. It's on it's um, honesty hour. Gosh. Because I agree yeah. with you. Dressing up a good costume, really fun. fun. As a kid, you know what? I, I dress up as my favorite basketball player. That's fun. Or my favorite superhero. Really fun. Cool. Or a, a clever movie character. But going uh, dressing up as the devil Eesh. or or like a dementor. Oh, yikes, oh. what are we doing? I know. I don't Too understand. Much. Too much. Too much. Let's keep it. Keep it, keep it, keep it friendly. Keep, let's do, you know, the creative stuff. 
uh, you know, dressing up like Andy Reid or something. You know, those are <laughs> yeah. those are fun. Those are great. Yeah. And some of the, you know, some of the people in the crowd yesterday, it's 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 good in the NFL crowds. Well, tonight will be nuts. Is the game in Cleveland or Cincinnati? I don't know, but Ooh, if it's in Cleveland, a- it's going to be wild. I will say, I probably wouldn't endorse this if if Madeline and I have a son one day. But I dressed up one year. Speaking of of costumes, not to pursue as a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Ooh. My friend and I both dressed up as cheerleaders. And I'm talking like actual, my my sister's Dallas Cowboy cheerleader uniform, a blonde wig, and makeup, you were how old? lipstick, uh, oh, elementary God. school, elementary school. My mom sent the picture of all of us friends dressed up, or my sister and I dressed up to my grandfather. And he said, oh. who's, who's Grace's friend? <laughs> My poor grandfather had no idea his grandson was in that picture, dressed up as a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. And I don't know oh, if we, I don't wow. know if we told him because, wow, innocently asked, "Oh, who's Grace's friend?" That that's your grandson. That's your grandson yeah. right there. Well, and it was impressive, but I don't know if I could endorse it anymore. Times have changed, Luke. Times have changed, but because <laughs> uh, I went as Mrs. Dalfire. Mrs. Dalfire was one of my favorite oh, movies. Good. I went as Mrs. Dalfire. That was a fun one. <laughs> that was good that was a good that was a good one uh but yeah i don't think uh, things are different these days yeah. uh, all right uh, one other halloween question we'll throw it out to the audience listen in uh we got to hear favorite favorite candy bars uh I, i've over the years i've i'm less and less interested in candy i'm still i love cookies i uh we had macarons uh recently which are very delicious uh girl at church makes those and fantastic so I like cookies and donuts and all that kind of stuff. So candy isn't my go-to sweet thing, but my go-to candy bar is Butterfinger, followed by Reese's. Um, I like Twix and Snickers. So that that's where I go. And if you're handing out Smarties or any sort of like, uh, you know, nerds or the, that genre we'd like to pass that house. So just kind of put a sign up and say, Hey, we're handing out smarties and nerds. I'm out on that. So that's, those are my love hate with, uh, with candy. H- how about for you and everybody else can leave your comments on the chat. Yeah. So number one, it's a no brainer. It's Reese's peanut butter cups. They are unbelievable. They're so good. Uh, I don't need the fancy ones. Madeline and I were uh, at Albertsons yesterday, underrated grocery store, by the way. Um, and, we're checking out, and in the checkout aisle is Reese's peanut butter cups stuffed with Lay's potato chips. And Mal and I disagreed on this. I'm curious her thoughts. She's thinking, oh, yeah, good, salty, sweet combo. And I'm thinking, no, this is blasphemy. We're putting Lay's potato chips in the greatest candy of all time, Reese's peanut butter cups, and I just I couldn't stand for it. So bottom line, Reese's peanut butter cups, Kit Kats, Snickers. That, that's the top three right there. Oh, Kit Kats, eh, a little. To bland me though, for me. Here, here's a, a big. Philo- this is philosophical. I don't do candy, candy like the like Sour Patch Kids or Skittles. I do chocolate candy. Yeah, chocolate. That's what chocolate I was saying can- earlier. Yeah, chocolates, we're candy, candy. The Sour Patch Kids. The, yeah, the, what you were. T- I, that's just not good. I, I I pulled up a top ten list if you're curious for America's Halloween candy. I'll read them off real quick. Some of them are questionable. Number 10, candy corn. Big fan. I know that's debatable. Tootsie Pops, Snickers, Hershey Kisses, Sour Patch Kids, Hot Tamales, 
Starburst, M&M, Skittles, and then Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Wait, those are the top? Top 10. Oh, that's insane. According that's to Forbes. List. According to Forbes, America's list. top 10. I, I can't even. I, <laughs> Who I don't voted in for with hot America, tamales? Yeah, Whoever voted that. for a hot tamales should be banned. That's just bad. Hot tamales? <laughs> Come on. That's outrageous. That's a silly list. I, I can't even can't even begin to break that down. I can't even debate. Because I, I, I would eliminate two through ten. <laughs> completely out of the bag. Well, those, let me those, ask you this. Those items actually mess up the entire bag. Now, all of a sudden, I'm biting into a Snickers, and it tastes like a hot tamale because the hot tamale <laughs> melted on the way, you know, the way back home. Well, let me ask you this, because I think this is a test of someone's integrity. We know your favorite candy. What candy do you hand out, though? Are you, are you giving Ooh. out bad, cheap candy, or are you willing to also give out the good candy? Are you a, a big candy bar? Is your house known as oh the Johnson household? They give out the big candy bars. Or are you the are you the are you the house they skip? Ah, Johnson household, uh, not good again this year. All right, so here's a here's a confession. Um, before I say that, before I forget, I forgot to mention Heath bar. Heath bar is one of my favorites. I love Heath. Oh, so Butterfinger. I, I wanted to make Can't sure about Butterfinger. I said Butterfinger is my favorite. Okay, and then Reese's, Heath, Snickers. That rounds out my my favorites. So this year. We did not buy any uh, candy. So we are going out trick-or-treating, and we are not leaving a bucket behind. We're, we're just, we're turning off the lights. No. <laughs> we're going oh, nice. out. We're going out, turning off the lights. Now, part of it is, we like, we'll go out early. We'll be on the early with the young kids group before all the goblins are out, um, <laughs> hopefully. And, and so, but then we'll make it back. Well, then at that point, it's bedtime, and then I'm going to get down to the basement to watch Monday Night Football and the World Series. I'm not going to be good getting up and going out. I can't be running upstairs handing out candy. Now, in theory, though, I like to buy candy that I also enjoy eating so that I can eat that candy throughout the night. And if there are any leftovers, That's I might be fair. a little chintzy in handing out so that there are leftovers. <laughs> it's going to be candy that I like. So that that would be my approach to that. So let yeah, it's important. If you're gonna if you're gonna have a hot take on what candy you expect others to dish out, you've got to be willing to be a good house to go to as well. I, I, it's interesting <laughs> volunteering this information. The lights are out. The lights are out on you tr on people trick or treating at your house before the light is out on the Carolina Panthers, which yeah. is extremely questionable. So uh, I, I will <sighs> say this: we live in seminary housing, and everyone here is celebrating Reformation Day. No one is celebrating Halloween over here, so we we only all the lights are off. Oh, completely. Yeah, we uh, right. we don't even bother buying candy. Um, so no one so, no one's trick or treating over here. Well, when when Jody and I were like we didn't have kids, we handed out candy. So to me, you have to. There's different seasons. So then when the kids are out of the house, then you know then you're able to stay home and hand out hand out candy. So if your neighborhood's not going to do it, then you don't have to worry about it. But um, we'll get back to handing out candy. So I don't want I don't want to take a lot of heat for not handing out candy or leaving the bucket out in the rain tonight. I'm not doing that. I'm not leaving out a bucket of candy in the rain, especially for the kids. Now we do have the you know the ring cameras to keep an eye on kids. So you can't just you, you, hey, well, take you can one. talk to them too. No more take ten. Actually, that would be a fun game. Maybe I'll do that from the basement. Oh watch yeah, watch the, the football World Series and talk to the kids on the the ring. All right. Yes, I'll do that next year. I'll do and that if next any, year. I know fun. you said this before. If you'll do ah. that, and if uh, if any adult with their kid comes up and says trick or treat for the kid, automatic no candy. Automatic oh, no oh, candy. You, 
strict only kids say trick or treat. That's your well, saying. Well, that's that's they what you said. I think it, a previous episode you talked about you've had enough with adults coming up and saying trick or treat, trick or treat for their kid. It's like oh let yeah, the let them speak it. for themselves. Yeah, let them let them embrace it. It's time <laughs> to let them embrace it. Once they start when they, when they can talk, let them do it. So. We'll see yeah. how Maddie does tonight at age three. So we'll have well, fun. Kayla has no uh, idea. Hopefully. She's she's just uh, no she's just a a soldier in the Johnson Army tonight. She's going to she'll, get candy for the parents. Yeah, she'll she'll be cutie and uh, yeah she, yeah actually now we double up we double up on our candy this year, which is nice because Michaela was too young last year. So that's that's a good strong start for me. Um, <laughs> so I'll embrace it. So like I said, candy's not my go to, but for the next month or two, we'll embrace it. Before the Christmas cookies come, then it's then it's go time. Oh, I like Hallmark the Christmas movies. Christmas oh, cookie yeah. season is my favorite season oh, for yeah. sure. All right, any uh, any last thoughts as we uh, we wrap up here? Henry's uh, had to work kind of behind the scenes today, so tap drill today. Um, but uh, any any thoughts as we wrap things up? Any big takes that you wanted to get get off your chest, uh, NFL wise, college football wise? Uh, before we get out of here, you know, game three tonight, the series is tied in the World Series. I'm intrigued by it. I'm not watching every pitch, but but I am following it, and uh, we'll, we'll throw it on uh, tonight. But uh, last words here, Luke, and we'll uh, we'll wrap things up today. Last time we talked World Series, I said, "Who do we root for?" I don't know why I kid myself. I'm obviously rooting against the Astros. Go Phillies, go! Even there as a go. Dallas sports fan, all aboard the Phillies train. Yep, I'm right there with you. So it'll be fun in Philly tonight on Halloween. That's going to be a wild crowd. So uh, that'll be oh, that'll yeah. be worth watching just the crowd and what are they dressed up like? So maybe see see the goblins and goons. Uh, no telling with <laughs> Philly fans. It's gonna there, be wild there tonight. Um, yeah, the one the one last thing we didn't really fully unpack, and we'll probably do it in, in the coming weeks. The second year rookies or the second year quarterbacks uh, that were rookies last year, and, and they're getting a chance to be the franchise guy, and teams are gonna have to make a decision quickly on a lot of these guys. Like, will the Jets continue to roll out Zach Wilson? Or will they make the switch to Joe Flacco even this season? Could that happen? Do they want to see what they have in Mike White a little bit more? Um, you know, how how much d- does Justin Fields develop this year? Does Mac Jones remain the starter? Or does Zappi go back out there? Uh, do the Jags end up winning these close games as the year goes on? Or is just this, this really just a developmental season or the Jags, and they're just excited by the fact that Travis Etienne is a legit workhorse running back for them, uh, and and you know try to get Trevor Lawrence over the hump this year. So that's that's something that just keep an eye out for, and we'll continue to to discuss here on the show. But uh, fun show today. Uh, again, the uh, the topic today, we're not surprised. We're not surprised by a number of teams. It's not surprising that Buffalo is winning their division. It's not surprising. That even uh, you know the, the Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry, even though it's maybe surprising to me if we really think about it, the, the Titans were great last year, and so they're good again. They, they just they're well coached. Uh, but but most importantly, it's not surprising that we can live our lives with with peace and joy when we're yielding to the Holy Spirit, when we're spending time with the Lord, when we're where our, our prayer life is strong. Uh, it's not surprising that we have a great marriage or great friendships when we invest in them and we, we put the, the, the necessary time into those relationships. Um, and then on the flip side, it's not surprising when, you know, 
we find ourselves in tough situations when we've made bad decisions and we've gone against God's best along the way. It's not surprising. And so that's the encouragement today. Uh, if, if you aren't signed up yet, check out unpackingit.com slash subscribe and you can receive the Unpack This devotional. I'm losing my voice. So that's all we got for today. We battled through some sickness, but uh, hopefully we'll be back better and stronger next week. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. Have fun with Halloween. Don't be a knucklehead. Just enjoy it. Soak it in. And uh, be a good neighbor. Be a good neighbor uh, and bring some, some cheer and joy to the neighborhood tonight. So uh, have some fun. We'll talk to you next Monday, Lord willing, right here on the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.